0: Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Ranam. I'm Berto Willis, your host today. We have the honor of speaking to uh, s- folks that are actually doing some important work in our, in our criminal justice system. Today, we are honored to have Jeff Reese. Jeff Reese is a former, I like to just call him a former cop, but it's a lot more than that. We'll put it in a blog. Uh, he'll be participating in the history of racism in law enforcement. Uh, with the uh, Center for the Healing of Racism. He brought this particular subject to our attention here at Politics Than Right. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you to Jeff Reese, who will kind of set the subject. Go ahead, Jeff.
1: Hi, um, I'm actually bringing someone with a little more knowledge than I have, which isn't difficult, but Randall Callanan is uh, a very famous civil rights attorney here in Houston. He's handled many, many cases. And uh, uh, it was odd that he has this one case that we intersect on, and it's with the Harris County Sheriff's Office. And uh, when Randall told me the case, it was uh, very heartbreaking. Is about uh, a young man named Fred Harris. Randall, I'm going to let you take it from here about Fred. Do you want to tell us about Fred Harris and what happened?
2: Well, uh, thank you for having me uh, on on the show. And uh, yeah, the case of Fred Harris. uh, First of all, just a little bit about myself very shortly. Uh, I am a a civil rights lawyer. That is, I file lawsuits on behalf of individuals who uh, believe that their constitutional rights have been violated by the government and the people who work for the government. And that could be the United States government, the county government, the city government, school districts, any, any governments. So uh, in in my uh, various work, I file a lot of police misconduct cases. That's where officers use excessive force on people or falsely arrest them. Uh, Those are the most common cases. And another group of cases I have is the treatment of pretrial detainees and inmates in the jails and prisons, mostly in jails because uh, the prisons, those cases are much more difficult because the law is less favorable Uh, regarding the prisons than it is the people in the jails. So uh, regarding uh, Fred Harris, let me tell you a little background on Fred Harris. Fred Harris was a special needs student uh, at Stafford High, which is a school district just in the southern part of Harris uh, County. And he was a special needs student there. He was very well liked, uh, but he was severely uh, intellectually disabled he had an iq of 62 oh. which puts him in the bottom one percent of the population and so uh his mom likes to say that uh, or says that he had um he acted like a 13 year old uh and so but he graduated from high school and he was very well liked in the high school because he was a very cheery individual he was very cheery he liked to dance and uh uh, he graduated uh, from Miss Stafford High School uh, about a year and a half ago, and he, uh, you know, like all young men, when they uh, graduate from high school, you know, he wants to go off on his own. He doesn't always want to be around, you know, mom and the home. So he went off, uh, you know, on his own uh, on some adventures. Uh, he took off and ended up, uh, you know, you know downtown Houston area uh, and. Uh, and so um, he was arrested. And what he was arrested for, and I'll just tell you what the story is about what, what they say he did. This is what the police say he did. And this is remember, this is his first arrest ever in his entire life. He was 19 years, 19 years old at the time. And this happened a few months ago. He was 19 years old at the time. And they say that he had a knife. Now, he didn't stab anybody or didn't even get try to stab anybody, but he had a knife, and somebody was scared, so the uh the police picked him up. Now, Fred Harris had never been arrested before in his in his life, and so he ended up at the Harris County jail and at the Harris county uh jail, uh he went to court a couple times, and I believe that he was granted a personal recognizance bond. But for some reason, wasn't let go. Now, remember, he has an IQ of 62 in the bottom 1% of the population. So it's very difficult for him to, you know, promote for himself, you know, ask questions like, you know, why am am I not being let go? He might not know that he's supposed to be let go. He doesn't, you know, he's in the bottom 1% of the uh, population. And he was not put into any special area. Now, also, I I need to point out that Fred Harris was a very... uh, thin, small individual. As a matter of fact, the records show that when he was in the Harris County jail, he weighed 98 pounds. So not even 100 pounds, he weighed 98 pounds. And uh, so the Harris County jail had uh, not put him in any special place. And of course, when you're in the bottom 1% of the population, you're not very good at socializing. So when you're put into the jail with criminals, Uh, you have to be on your, you know, on your toes so that you don't step on other people's toes who might injure you. Uh, But for some reason, and uh, well, I I know the reason, and we'll get to that. He was uh, near a very violent individual. This person was very violent. As a matter of fact, just a few days prior to Fred getting injured, and we'll get into that really shortly, this individual...
1: Let me stop you uh, for
0: a second. We lost your picture.
1: No,
2: I'm
1: here.
2: I'm here. I'm switching chairs. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. Ready Go ahead. You. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So, um, uh, where was I? Um, oh yes. Um, uh, he he was uh, with uh, another individual, and that individual weighed 240 pounds. And why he was in the Harris County Jail is four four days prior to uh, Fred being injured by him. He had been convicted of multiple family violence offenses and just one day uh prior to uh, fred being injured this individual had attacked a guard and so he currently had he currently had a um, charge pending him against him so apparently even in the jail this person was violent and so that uh, I have heard that he might even had a second case of attacking a guard. But anyway, so they were put together and when they were put together uh, this uh, extremely violent, much larger individual uh, suddenly jumped upon Fred Harris, according to witnesses and had a, what's called a shank, that's a, um, in this case it was a spoon that was, I think a spoon or a fork that's been sharpened into sharpened like a knife and he was severely beaten and stabbed um, and eventually he was, uh, then taken to the hospital where he was brain dead. And after four or five days, they had to pull the plug on him and donated his organs, uh, to, uh, various individuals who, uh, he lives on in those various individuals, his heart because he was a 19 year old. So he had, you know, young, a young man's organs, uh, but he, and so that is what happened. Now,
0: let me ask you this: You earlier you alluded to uh, alluded to there is some specific reason why you think they placed them in the cell block with the violent, very heavyset person. Well, uh,
2: I don't know about heavyset; he's kind of muscular, but two hundred forty. Anyway, so uh, around the same time, employees of the Harris County Jail, including guards and so forth, filed a lawsuit, and in that lawsuit, they said that the jail and they sued Harris County itself in other words they sued their employers and what they said was you're you're um understaffing the jail you are uh underfunding the jail and because there's not enough guards to so you know watch everybody and for other reasons uh and also I found I found out the uh, that there's also underfunding of uh, counselors who could help people who you know need mental health counseling, probably like Fred Harris and maybe even this individual who did the attack. So uh, they had filed that lawsuit saying that it is dangerous for the for the employees as well as the inmates due to this uh, massive underfunding which has been going on for uh, quite some time, and. Uh, I had stated in the press when we announced, you know, when we were trying to get some you know, awareness of this, I had said that this is probably going to happen again. And just a short time thereafter, there was a, um, a very ser- serious criminal attacked a female sergeant in her office, was, was for some reason wandering around the jail, and severely injured this individual as well. So... That is uh, what we have at the Harris County Jail is a lot of underfunding. Now I know that uh, this uh, uh, um, Jeff's topic has to do with racism, and of course, you know I do believe that racism does play a role in this. And that is that the underfunding of people for people of color and um, you know minorities in the jail, the underfunding of. Uh, resources so that they can uh, get some help and also just to be safe in the jail
0: well you know i don't i don't i don't you know i don't try to fit any particular bad act into any particular frame so i mean if uh jeff is a very hard worker in the criminal justice system and a part of that criminal justice system don't only have to do with racism but also have to do with poverty and and people who can't get bail. So it's large. So uh, this may or may not be a racial issue. I don't know. And uh, I don't know. So we don't don't have to try to fit anything in any particular category. We just need Mm -hmm. to fit it into the category that our criminal justice system is just about criminal in the way it treat the American citizenry and that you are working to actually uh, uh, treat this as a civil rights violation. Civil rights violation can have several components. You're mm-hmm. the lawyer that I'm pretty sure uh, that that you that you would note that.
2: Yes, but uh, uh, I would like to point out then some you know, and uh, I know that this is uh, not pro- podcast is not about racism, but in general. But I would like to point out, like the ACLU, for instance, uh, did a study in the the Houston area or there was the Texas area that although African Americans and Caucasians. Uh, smoke marijuana, for instance, at the same rates uh, that African Americans were stopped, uh, three and a half times, to- three point seven times more often, and arrested for marijuana than um, than Caucasian people. So this so this adds to a disparate amount of individuals of color in the Harris County jail. But you are correct. Uh, anybody, uh, Caucasians, Asians, Hispanics, African Americans. They all deserve to uh, be treated, you know, uh, fairly. And when you're in the Harris County Jail, you have to depend upon the authorities there for every single thing you get from brushing your teeth to your food to exercise to medical care to, uh, you know, every last single thing. So there needs to be adequate uh, services at the Harris County Jail in order to get this accomplished. Now, one of the things that happened almost immediately after this, uh, this, this happened was that the uh, commissioner's court and the commissioner's court of Harris County are the people who can you know, give money and they can give money for certain reasons. So they did give money for the hiring of 100 more individuals at the Harris County jail. However, experts say that 100 and uh, the, the size of a uh, jail that Houston is, which is about the third or fourth largest jail in the United States uh, that 100 is, you know, not enough, they needed more like about uh, 500. Now, okay. some people, some people argue that, you know, they don't want to put more money into jails, because, you know, if you build it, they will come. And that means if you put more money into the jails, then you'll have more inmates. And I do know something about that, because um, about 15 years ago, I was a part of defeating a bond, uh, a, you know. A, a bond election—that's where our bond election—is where the county is trying to raise money for a certain project, and they were going to have an additional jail. Uh, but it was one of the very few times that any bond bond uh, uh, election that Harris County had it was defeated, and uh, that I I had put um, an article article in the uh, Houston Chronicle and spoke out against it, as did other people. So, um, but as far as taking care of the people who are there now, you do need to have the people, and that includes mental health care. Uh, and, and a lot of people say that the mental health care should be in the, in the free world so that people don't end up in the Harris County Jail. So there should be more mental health care uh, provided by Harris County, the city of Houston, the state of Texas. The state of Texas, of course, is has one of the lowest um, per capita dollar expenditures for mental health in the United States. And we need to, you know, we need to concentrate on mental health care for, for the populace so that we don't end up in the people don't end up in the Harris County Jail.
0: You know, like people like to make these issues complicated. They're not really complicated. Right now, I, I'm sure that, you know, the bond issue where a lot of, uh, People who've been released on bond have been, getting, uh, have been getting in trouble. Of course, if you look at it in the aggregate, I don't think it's a, it, it's a larger problem as the media would like you to make, make it believe, given the size of Harris County. But it, it's one of those political issues that create the problem. You just made a very important statement when you said, if you build it, they would come, which is true. I mean, um, the, the, the prison industrial complex is pathetic. Uh, the truth is, if, if we took care of, of a lot of social issues, a lot of those folks who end up in prison wouldn't or in jail wouldn't be there jeff would you like to add anything to the conversation i um...
1: well yeah i'm listening i always enjoy listening to you guys um, but randall and i came across each other uh as uh me being a former employee of the harris county sheriff's office randall might not want to admit it but it was a while ago and uh as a sergeant, I made the bad mistake of testifying for an inmate against the department itself, and uh, things didn't go well with me. And that's okay. But I met Randall, and I've met you. i met some really wonderful people, and I've since retired. But one thing, whether it's it's a racial makeup, it's it's a it's a fairness makeup, um, and the whole thing. Well, I think we're all on the same page. We shouldn't have to imprison people. When well, was talking about an overall bond, a different kind of bond issue than the PR bonds that have been giving these violent criminals who are being let out to murder and kill again, where somebody like Fred Harris, who needed it, wasn't given it. So that, there's an injustice still that, that's behind the scenes that we need to deal with. And the injustice of who we put in jail and who we let go free, that's another issue. But we all know one thing, money, money, you know, money walks and everything else, uh, uh, you know, money talks, everything else walks. I think that's the way it goes. Right. But either way, it, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a class uh, system that uh, the rich get rich and the poor get poor. Well, what it, I, what, what uh, I hope,
0: Jeff, is that um, with doing programs in this series that you've been putting together in our criminal justice system in Harris County, but really that covers not only Harris County, but the entire country, because Harris County as as you know, is that it is is considered a bellwether of this United States of America. So what happens in Harris County happens everywhere else, given our makeup, given how we do. So uh, having programs that ta- tackles these issues are very very important. And Randall, I'm I'm happy that uh, you are here doing this sort of work. Um, before we close, I wanna I wanna ask you something, and this is a little bit off subject, and going on to the bail bonds that um that we kind of touched on because a lot of commenters in my programs uh, from Houston, not the ones nationally, but mostly from Houston, have been talking about this issue about those who get out on bail and commit other crimes. And Jeff just pointed out guys like uh, like Fred Harris was not able was not able to get bond, and he likely would have gotten out of jail and be, you know, not create a problem. Um, what is it that we as a citizenry do not know that we should know to make the changes so that the right people get bonds and the wrong people don't.
2: Well, thank you so much, because you hit it uh, exactly what I was uh, going to say and talking about is, of course, uh, you just don't let everybody out of jail or you don't keep everybody in the jail. Uh, the, the, the major bond reform came in Harris County. There was a lawsuit and they determined that for the misdemeanors, not for the felonies, that basically... People should get out on PR bond. you should, it's basically letting just about everybody out on PR bond, except for you know some certain misdemeanors like uh, violent misdemeanors. But anyway, most misdemeanors you can get out. Now the question becomes, uh, what about the felonies? And it, what needs to happen is just there has to be better decisions by the judges to look at you know what the crime is and uh, see whether or not this individual should be let out. So I think it's better individual decisions, not just wholesale, let everybody out or keep everybody in. So uh, that's what we need because-
0: uh, Well, you're uh, Randall, you're here in Houston. You've seen the headlines over the last few yes. months. Uh, are, is it, are these bad judges just making mistakes or are they following the law?
2: Well, the the judges have discretion. Because the bonding, the bonding doesn't say a judge must set this bond or no bond. That the, the judge has to weigh several factors. Uh, one of which is will the individual return to the court. But one of uh, but one of the other major factors is is this person a danger to the community? Right. And so it's that factor. And the judge could give them what's called a no bond, so it doesn't matter how much money they come up with, or they could give them a. They, they can give them a high bond uh however i'm always wondering and this is what the judges were wondering in this in the bond reform cases is why should money be the factor but a judge could no bond like a a person who's already you know been out on bond and you know did another murder or did another violent crime that person you know probably should be no bonded um while they're awaiting a trial. So I think that uh, but sometimes I believe that judges react to public opinion. So in the past, it was let everybody out. But now the public opinion has swayed and saying, you know, keep these violent people in. So I believe that, you know, the judge and the judges aren't, aren't perfect people. I mean, they're just they're judges right. they're like you and me doing their best. So uh, but if they can, you know, just concentrate on the individual case, and sometimes there will be mistakes. But uh, we shouldn't go overboard one way or the the other, and I think um, this bond reform is a good thing, but of course you shouldn't
0: go too far with it. Rendell, give me a quick closer.
2: Oh, uh, I just want to say that all the people in the, in the uh, jails, all the inmates and the prisoners, uh, most of them are, you know, at heart, you know, I believe to be good people. Some of them are not, but most of them are. And a lot of them are you know, addicted, got addicted to drugs or alcohol, and they committed some crimes. And so they end up in the, in the uh, jail or so forth, or so poor, they can't get out where a rich person could get out. So we have to remember, these are people and the way we treat the people in the prisons and the jails should be just like, you know, our brothers and sisters, we should give them compassion. And, uh, you know, hopefully that they will be reformed and not be injured there in the jail.
0: If we really believe in people, we should believe in reform. There are people that may be unreformable on those we should be able to get out of. But if we really want a better society, we shouldn't be trying to be too punitive. But first, uh, Jeff, thank you for being uh, for creating this series of that where we're trying to mitigate the criminal justice system. Why don't you give me a quick uh, 30 second closer or so?
1: Then well, I'll, I'll go to Alexander and Um And this is what he said after spending many years in the Gulag over in the Soviet Union. He said, This, he said, we'd like to believe that there were just evil people committing evil deeds, and all we have to do is kill them or separate themselves from us, and everything will be fine. He says, But that's not reality, that's not humanity is is Every person's composed of good and evil in his own heart, and no one wants to cut a piece of his own we heart. We spend out, a lot of
0: time you know? deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form a that everybody can or understand. Or we try to find those little nitpicks I, where I uh, it but, goes, uh, it flies above the fray, etc.
1: If you really like these videos that we do,
0: I want to ask Jeff a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.